Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomian Temper and Temporality Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 7 The Crossroads My dear Cassandra, my dear Cassandra, I have the most wonderful I news. I have the most wonderful news. The professor sat beneath a tree, her hat pulled down over her brow, and her hands occupied in reassembling the chronometer. With a few scraps and oddments from her pockets, she had made a bodged alteration to the device. Stiff wires now looped around the metal disc and a filament protruded from the top. If the modifications worked, then she could test a theory which had been brewing in her mind since the night of the ball. Several weeks ago for Jane, but no more than a day for the professor skipping across the timeline. All she needed now was a test subject. Ahead of her lay Manidown. Its calm exterior betrayed the nights of long arguments and wrangling which had followed Harris and Aunt Lydia's contemptible scheme. Lydia had screamed at Jane. Jane had screamed at Harris. Harris had looked to Lydia with befuddlement and the cycle repeated again and again. Lies and accusations rebounded from the walls. Tears mottled the floor. And eventually, it had all ended. A horse-drawn cart arrived at the front of Manidown and two servants exited the house carrying various crates and packing cases. These they placed into the cart before returning inside. The driver waited patiently as Jane appeared, packed for a long journey. Without looking back at the house, she calmly mounted the cart beside the driver, and the horse began to trot away. The professor regarded Harris, Lydia and Lucy Emerson standing at the upstairs windows, watching the woman they had tortured driving away. Her marriage ended, her reputation scathed, and her dignity dealt too many blows. Having looked away to stop her anger rising any further, the professor glanced up at Jane's cart in time to see Mr Raleigh running up the road to meet it. The cart stopped, and he skidded to a halt beside Jane. The professor leapt to her feet and stepped forward until a wisp of vapour caught her eye. She turned to see a wall of fog drifting towards her. She calmly held up the chronometer and pointed it at the mist. The filament began to glow. Temporal disturbance, that much was obvious, she said to herself. Now comes the interesting bit. She turned and ran. Astrid was hiding in the bushes. Partly through boredom and partly through an affection for Bates the gardener, she was snapping off some of the withered stalks to help with the pruning. Her eyes remained fixed on the entrance to Wickfield Park, and a look of irritated determination lay across her face. She had spent hours running through the fogs, skipping from moment to moment at Wickfield, with no clearer idea of why the mist seemed so fixated on the place, nor indeed Jane Camberwell. There seemed nothing special about any of the days she had stepped through. The same routine of Jane writing endless letters, rivers taking her on endless walks and the endless fog rolling in. Tired of meandering, Astrid had decided to follow rivers the next time he left the house. 
Upon hearing he intended to make another of his excursions, she had made her excuses to leave the house and then concealed herself in the gardens, waiting for him to leave. "'What are you doing in there?' came a bemused voice above her. It was Bates. "'Scarper, will you?' she hissed. "'I'm trying to keep out of sight.' "'What for?' Ah, "'Never you mind. Just act like you ain't seen me.' She threw her gaze back and forth between Bates and the front door of Wickfield. As you wish, Bates sighed, turning to walk away. Psst! The bush called to him. He turned back. What now? Give me a pair of them cutters. I'm pruning while I wait. That's handy, Bates mused, and took a pair of secateurs from his apron. Wouldn't need to if you pulled your finger out. These are a right mess, Astrid chided, punctuating her remarks by snipping at the unkempt shrubbery. Now clear off. Bates shook his head and walked away, just as the door to the house opened. Astrid froze, not wanting to give her hiding place away, and watched as Jane and Rivers stepped into the doorway. Jane was dabbing her eyes with a cloth. Rivers was holding her by the elbows, talking softly to her. They both smiled, and then Rivers walked away up the drive. Once the door was closed, Astrid carefully extracted herself and walked after him. Now she'd find out what was going on. The professor dashed down the hillside as Raleigh stepped back from the cart and allowed it to trundle away from the house. A glance over at Jane told her that she was weeping. Aya churned in the professor's stomach, but she marched towards Raleigh, who was looking up at the heavens with a smile on his face. Then he heard her footsteps. Good morning, professor! He beamed with uncharacteristic buoyancy. What a divine day to be present for! What did you say to her? the professor demanded. Well, if you must know, I just... What is that? The professor was holding up the modified chronometer, pointing it towards Raleigh. Her breath quickened as the filament began to glow. Astrid hopped lightly along the driveway, dashing behind trees at regular intervals in case Rivers should hear her. She need not have worried as the man walked with an intense resolve. If Astrid had not thought it so unlike him, she could have sworn he had a skip in his step. She faltered as Rivers took a sharp detour from the drive and strode into the thicket. Astrid's mind began to prickle again, and she followed him. Beyond the line of trees there lay a wall of silver fog, before which Rivers was stood waiting. Really? I must know, Raleigh insisted. What is that device? It was a chronometer for measuring the present year, the professor explained, then paused as he scoffed at the notion. Now it detects temporal interference. Something shot across Raleigh's face, and his jubilant mood evaporated. Oh, she beamed. You know what one of those is, don't you? But then, that's not such an amazement. According to my little treasure here, you are one, Mr. Raleigh. This is no place for a conversation, he snarled, and grabbed her by the elbow. She shook him off in protest, but he grabbed her coat and dragged her back towards the trees. Astrid trod carefully over the uneven ground and watched Rivers stand in silence, contemplating the shimmering mist. Curious, isn't it? he said without turning. Not like fog to descend so quickly at this time of day. Most out of place. Not unlike yourself, Miss Astrid. He turned and fixed Astrid with a stare which forced her to step back. She had known all manner of angry men in the Carthorse pub back in 1593, 
but none had frightened her the way River's countenance did now. Without saying a word, she broke into a run, but within a few yards he had caught her. The professor stumbled into a clearing, propelled forwards by Raleigh. Fog was gathering between the trees. <laughs> I do love a man with strong arms, she panted. So handy for carrying the odds and ends in the workshop. Who are you? he growled. You're not with the agency. You're not one of their spies. I've told you, dear heart, I am Professor Cronomier. I didn't lie. Not sure the same's true of you, though, is it? He gave no reply, but continued to bore into her with his dark eyes. Fancy trinket you've got on your arm, Mr. Raleigh. Saw it at the ball the other night. It was quite the stumble you took. Shook you quite out of yourself. Raleigh raised a fist to strike her, but she grabbed his arm and twisted it so that they were side by side. She pulled up his cuffs, and sure enough, a shining metal amulet was wrapped around his wrist. Now, that's not from 1804, is it? The professor breathed. Who are you? The last thing you'll ever know, he snarled. He ripped his arm from her grasp and grabbed her around the neck. The professor reached back and seized his collar, pulling him forward and breaking his hold. He quickly retaliated by trying to tackle her to the ground, but she held him back and they were locked together. Raleigh screamed and drove her backwards, sending them both tumbling into the fog. Astrid yelled and kicked as Rivers dragged her across the ground. Nobody interferes in my work! No one! he screamed, pulling her to her feet. You find your own target! She's mine! Jane! What do you want with her? Who are you? Astrid hissed through gritted teeth. The last thing you'll ever know, he snarled and hurled her into the silver mist. The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier Temper and Temporality An Unbound Theatre Production Written by Dario Knight And performed by Erica Sanderson With music by Kevin MacLeod Thank you.